everybody. Welcome to another edition of Rock and Roll Shinsu Chu. My name is Gabe Essel. I'm here with my co-hosts, Dennis Levi Leach and Jonathan Gatz. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. Glad to hear it. And uh, at the time of this recording, um, recent news that baseball will be back in 2022. So we're all excited about that. Um, Tonight, we're going to focus on uh, a fun topic. We've covered baseball cards um, on this show before, but tonight we're going to be kind of um, uh, profiling, if you will. This will be the first in a series of profiles on major card companies from our childhood. So let me start you off with the story of tonight's card uh, company. Prior to the arrival of Upper Deck in 1989, the world of baseball cards had a big four. Tops, Fleer, Score, and Donruss. Or the Metallica, Anthrax, Slayer, and Megadeth of cardboard, if you will. Tonight we'll focus on Donruss, a company that started producing pop culture collector cards in the 50s and 60s and 70s with series devoted to the Monkees, Kiss, the Adams Family, and Saturday Night Fever. During our childhoods, though, Donruss was all about baseball, producing memorable cards that we'll discuss tonight. From Diamond Kings to Rated Rookies, we're taking a Donruss dive. Let's get started. Now, Donruss has been around for quite a while, and it's, um, I don't know, the last 30 years of Donruss, I would, or well, maybe the last 25 years of Donruss, I would, be, I would consider very... Um, shape-shifting, if you will, in terms of, you know, there's been a, a lot of um, ownership changes and things like that. But Getz, Jonathan's got a little bit of history on Donruss's roots. So if you, uh, and just the story of Donruss. So Getz, I'll let you take that part. Thanks, Gabe. Yeah. So, you know, as a kid, you, you would just uh, sh- show up to the grocery store and buy cards. And, and at some point, there was more than tops available. Right. And you didn't really like question it and and um you know you assume that oh donruss has been around for 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 decades just like tops and fleer are the same and and then um when you get older you do some research and thinks that things like wikipedia you learn that tops had a monopoly on the card market up until <clears throat> the late 70s when there was a lawsuit from another card company or wannabe card company baseball card company called fleer and ultimately fleer won that lawsuit and tops lost its um monopoly in uh in printing uh baseball cards that were uh that had both mlb and mlbpa uh uh uh, approval and so in 1981 both the the card companies went from tops to tops and donruss and fleer so it was this it was this uh exponential growth as it were suddenly overnight and uh so it was striking to learn that that, that that they uh you know got started right around when I got started being born in eighty so um uh it, it didn't take long to to really go through the years whereas tops is is can be overwhelming you know just absorbing like seeing you know when they started what what is in the fifties and then and then like watching the evolution but Don Russ was relatively recent and um and so in in eighty one um Donruss got rolling um, with the with their with their first set. Here I have a Carl Yastrzemski uh, oh. card. You know, green border, big big yellow Red Sox uh, uh, name over the top, and uh, and then the player name and, and position at the bottom. And then in eighty two and eighty three, uh, they they kind of repeated designs, and, and it was interesting to learn about how Donruss would do this a couple times. They would repeat these designs. Um, possibly just to, to save money, you know, from year to year, uh, and, uh, and, and, and recycle certain elements, but eventually they did fall into a groove, uh, for their designs that, uh, is, is distinctly Don Russ for better or for worse. And, uh, I'd like your guys' impressions of just generally speaking that those designs of Don Russ in the Uh, eighties. Yeah. Uh, of note is that 81 series, that first series, they were like scrambling to get the cards made because the court order had happened and um, they, they didn't have basically a full year to design them, which they then later did with the 82 series. So the 81 series, the original prints of it, there were some error cards and stuff, which would become kind of a trademark of Don Russ. <laughs> and, uh, 
the kind of neat thing between Fleer and Donruss and the tops having the contract. Fleer, I think, was the one who first found it out that there was this loophole. Tops had the rights to produce the cards with gum. Uh-huh. So Fleer decided that they were going to put stickers in the packs. Donruss decided that they would put puzzle pieces. And so then that is how they skirted the court order or the, the deal contract that MLB and Tops had. The, the, the gum becomes even more infamous. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. correct. Right. Yeah. yeah, so I thought that was intriguing. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did they keep the puzzle pieces going for quite a while? Uh, through 1992. Yeah. 92 okay. was so, the yeah. last. Yeah. I never gave. I, I never cared about the puzzle pieces. Did you guys ever put the puzzles no. together? Oh, I did. Yeah. Really. So, so, so to explain to people, like, like you would get, you could create a large puzzle with, you would get a, a certain portion of the puzzle pieces in each pack, right, Levi? Yeah. So typically in each pack of cards, the last card in the pack would be the puzzle piece card. And each puzzle piece card would consist of three little pieces hooked together. And so um, I don't have them all, but I have quite a few. So this was the first puzzle for 1982. It's Babe Ruth. Gorgeous. That's pretty big. Yeah. That's yeah, good, man. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. So each, each puzzle, once complete, fit into the size of an 8 by 10 frame. Huh, nice. Okay. So yeah. Nice. That's 1982 is Babe Ruth. And then the next one I have in the series is from 1983. And it's uh, the standard 83 set was Ty Cobb, which I don't have. But the 83 Action All-Stars, which was kind of like a subset of cards that Donruss did, like uh, alternate packs, it's uh, Mickey Mantle. And so oh. I have I have the Mickey Mantle puzzle. Going um, with players of previous generations, you know, first, rather, rather yeah, yeah, a big first, player of 1982 or 83. So they, they, they didn't really like lay it all down on Cal Daniels one year. No, no, <laughs> no. Which would become the trademark later of the Diamond Kings would be like, yeah. Who, yeah. who's the most obscure person we can get on a Diamond King? <laughs> no, for the puzzles, they pretty much throughout the whole time, they went with all legends. Um, the next one I have is. Also from the Action All-Stars, it was the 84 Action All-Stars, and it's Ted Williams. Sweet. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. Big black border, which is a harbinger of, of things to come for the design. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, then 85, the series, was Lou Gehrig, and that was the 84 Ted Williams was the last of the Action All-Stars. So then it just became, there was puzzle pieces in the standard Donruss product. And so um, in 87, the puzzle was Roberto Clemente. That one's that's sweet. Yeah. I, like that. Yeah. I like that font a lot. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. that's good. Yeah. No, yeah, the artwork on these, Dick Perez, man. It, oh, he did those sure. as well. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then 1988, this was a really popular puzzle. I mean, a lot of people did this one. I remember, at least back in the day. That's the one I remember. 88, you know, Stan, Stan Mutual. Mutual. Yeah. 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 Yep. And then... Um, 1989 was also a fairly popular puzzle. Warren Spawn. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I like the font on that one too. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, they, yeah, they were they were really cool puzzles. Uh, and like you know, most kids threw the puzzle pieces in the trash. I did. You know, yeah. a lot yeah, a lot yeah. of kids didn't really collect them. Um, I didn't 19, have the patience. 1990 was Yaz. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Yeah. And uh, through my adventures of 1990 Donruss, uh, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, there was a time when a lot of the like secondhand type stores like Big Lots and other places, they had gotten cases and cases of 1990 Donruss. And this was in like 93 or four. So it wasn't that many years removed from Mm -hmm. the actual year of the product release. But I remember at Big Lots, you could buy a wax box, uh, which at the time was what, like maybe 36 packs or something? I, I don't sure, remember. Like that. Yeah, but it was yeah. it was $5. So, 
So I probably ended up where I could have made about a hundred of these Carl Yastrzemski puzzles. It's interesting that they went, they did Ted Williams a couple years prior, and then Yastrzemski. So two players from the Red Sox. Yeah. And yeah. and Yastrzemski, yeah, he's he's like, he's a Hall of Famer, but like, I don't know. He's not it's, it was, his, yeah. his big Yaz's, as we were growing up in the collectible field, Yaz's thing was he was always the last triple crown winner. Sure. So uh, it, it was okay. like yeah. any time, you know, they yeah. He, yeah. he was like the benchmark for, oh, he was the last triple sure. crown. He was yeah, the last triple crown. Yeah. Um, 91, Willie Stargell. Okay, so the Pirates getting another shout-out after yep. Clemente. Yeah. Yep. And again, uh, you know, like a really good player, but maybe uh, like a tier two. 91 Leaf had a totally different puzzle. And, and so um, Leaf was the Canadian distribution to Don Russ, is that right? Correct. Yes. Leaf was kind of, you know, for for weird circumstances, they felt the need to put out the same exact cards, but with a Leaf logo in Canada instead of a Don Russ logo. But in for 91, they had a completely separate puzzle. And it is Harmon Killebrew. And it's hard to see, but it's kind of oh, like always gonna be getting foil. It's like a foil puzzle kind of damn that's that's like early oh okay early yeah it's shiny yeah, yeah. uh-huh yeah hmm. and then oh, the last fancy one, canadians the last puzzle was for 92 uh just standard don russ and it was rod carew there we go got bad hits yeah nice nice so yeah i mean i did not have all of these when i was a kid i've acquired them over the years I mean, there was a time in the early 2000s where you could basically, on eBay, buy all of the puzzle pieces. Like, guys would put together sets of the whole stack of puzzle pieces, and you could get every puzzle for, like, sure. a few dollars a piece or something. Sure. Right? Yeah. And so I, I I always liked them. And as a kid, I remember I only ever made the usual one and then the... Uh, the 1991. Sure. Cause, and that would make yeah. sense. That was probably your, your sweet spot of collecting, yeah. right. In terms of and buying packs. So, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, I always kind of wanted the others. So yeah, I ended up getting them. Nice. Nice. Well done. You did it for all of us. <laughs> yeah. Those look yeah. good. Nice and framed too. Yeah. Um, one thing that I noticed when you were flipping through those Levi is um, the design of the puzzles like, you know, the fonts and, and just the art, art, artwork and I know, just the overall aesthetics of the puzzles, I guess, um, looks much different than the design of the card from that year. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, they because, didn't seem to correlate. No, no. And and that's what I was saying. Jonathan was asked, you know, to leave off this, this section of what we remember about Donruss growing up. Well, I, at the time, I guess maybe I didn't notice it just because I was living in that time. And, you know, um, but in retrospect... It, the tops cards of the eighties, when I look at them, I don't think, Oh, that's so eighties, you know, or that's so early nineties. Whereas the Donruss cards really did look like um, a product of that era. You know, it's like music too. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like, you know, eighties music, if something was made in the eighties, it really sounds like it was made in the eighties. Well, most yeah, of the time, right. Donruss yeah. look like that. For they sure. look yeah. like, yeah. I mean, some of them look like, yeah, they look like a like a trapper keeper cover or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like they, you know, yeah. They yeah. look like products of their time, whereas so, a lot of the tops cards, tops up until like 88, 89, still kind of looked like 60s and 70s cards and as far yeah. as some of their designs. Yeah. yeah. And I would say other you know, than like, nine, yeah. I was gonna say 85 tops, all of them look washed out and they look like they could have been made in the sixties, mm-hmm. which I like, you know, I, I like that. Um, the really, the, the, the outlier for tops, so to speak to me is 1990. Those look like a Don Russ card. Yeah, they look know, like 88 Don Russ on. in terms of the, yeah, yeah, the right, thick board right. and gradients. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah all yeah. that graphic shit going on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one of the, the main themes, um, Gabe, to your point is that they would lean into these, um, these dark borders that would kind of differentiate it from tops. Mm-hmm. Um, Flair was definitely doing their own thing. Yeah. Um, which was kind of an in-between of the two. And while Donruss, the first couple of years were very light and, you know, uh, and, 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 
baseball centric in terms of the design later they got a little bit um more daring for better and worse for sure yeah yeah. Um, and, 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 and then it even comes out in the diamond King game, like the, the, um, you know, Dick, Pratt, which we'll go into more detail later, but a lot of that, um, a, a lot of that eighties design motif comes through even then, but for the better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes. It, yeah. Most of the time it does. Um, you know, the, uh, I often, I, I the 1990 Donruss, um, probably like if I, if I had to quantify the, the, you know, like the year I have the, the most Donruss cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the, uh, the Jackson Pollock paint splatters on the <laughs> side of, on the side of the along the border there. Yeah. Um, I've got, a have got a lot of those and I, I think, you know, I, I must, I think maybe for Christmas or something, I got a wax box or, or oh, something like that. They were, they were the Atari ET game of their times. Very ubiquitous. Yeah. They, they, printed billions of them it seems like yeah. there there were kids who weren't even into baseball cards and had 1990 Donruss cards it seems right so like i think it, if you lived in the suburbs in 1990 you were just issued a wax box <laughs> that's right and and those aren't like my favorite year or anything like that they're just you know they're they're the ones that fill up the most of my yeah the they're they're so best represented in my collection um yeah so those those were everywhere yeah and 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 uh, I, I, I like your guys' opinions on them and, and on the designs now, because when I, when I think back to what, you know, what I mostly collected, which was 88 Don Russ, I have tons of those. And, and I think the design is, is pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but, it, but, it, you know, in terms of what you're asking out of a baseball card to do for you with design, um, I, I, I look at something like 90, like you're talking about Gabe, and it's like, at least it's kind of fun. Uh, but mm-hmm. without being, um, uh, with without being like too constraining, I guess, because because sometimes they do, they um, they they do get a little bit uh, too dark. Like like the the year before with the eighty nine dollars, yeah. uh, got the, yeah. the, the, yeah. the black borders on the left and right, and then the gradients on the top and bottom, and yeah, and I, team, I don't know team I color it, team colors. I think usually on the top and bottom, right? And yeah. It, yeah, it distracts yeah. a little bit too much, in my opinion, from the photo on the card mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and one of the unique things uh, I always thought, uh, the eighty six. Here's the Conseco. Ah, uh, yeah. It's got that. I mean, they almost look like blue TV lines, like fuzzy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or yeah. they they give me like Miami Vice feels, and it's at an yeah. angle, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Right. yeah. Right. It's yeah. it's too heavy for me. Yeah, yeah. they were they yeah. were just a little too dense. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and uh, well, admittedly, I, I I couldn't like readily compare the the quality of the photographs and tops and Fleer to to look at the Don Russ and, and they're infamous in their early sets for for having a lot of really bad photographs and, and mm-hmm. coincidental or incidentally. Um, uh, Keith Olbermann, uh, TV personality, Keith Olbermann yeah. has admitted that he was a freelance photographer for those early sets yeah. <laughs> for Don Russ. Yeah. For Don Russ. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. All um, right. and you do see it like, there's just a lot like the 88 Roberto Alomar and that's pretty late in the series. It's just like him, you know, it looks like his, his mugshot photo, you know, and I, and I mean that, um, in terms of baseball, um, where they do the mugshots of all the players, for for you know like the scoreboards and things it's just like that photo and he doesn't even have a smile on his face and i know it's hard to make a lot all the players smile for their baseball card but there's just so much of that or like kind of out of focus guys yeah um it's tough a lot of the cards (laughs) yeah i mean uh yeah the um no one can touch tops in terms of photography you know in, in my opinion i mean of of the big five I think Upper Deck eventually got in there. Yeah. 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 They did. Um, There's just so many iconic tops photos. Um, For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That, that, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, you can definitely tell it seemed like tops. A, they've been doing it a long time, but tops hired like actual professional photographers who knew about lighting and and, and backgrounds and things like that. Whereas in the early years of like Fleer and Donruss and stuff, yeah, it was 
freelance guys like Keith Olbermann and other dude. They're like, oh, you have a camera with film? Just come on down to the ballpark. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. College intern or something. Yeah. Right. Right. That, that being said, you know, they, they did nail a, uh, several. And, and I think the Bo Jackson 87 Don Russ is beautiful. Um, he, he's, it's, it's an unusual shot. It's an unusual expression to see on a baseball player. He's, he's, mm-hmm. um, and the Maguire's, the Maguire is well executed as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We so both what, got it. Um, you know, I, I'd be curious your guys' opinions. Hard to see 87 Don Russ, which we're showing here, to me felt like totally, um, like a more premium look. And, and I became a serious collector in 88 and 87 cards felt like both like really valuable, yet mm-hmm. kind of accessible. Like I, I could trade with my brother in order to get some 87 Don Russ. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you guys? In, in, in terms of, um, about the year 87 exclusively or, or 87 yeah. would have yeah. been the first year I noticed Don Russ. Okay. As far yeah. as, far as like, mm. I can't say going to the grocery stores and things that I noticed packs of Don Russ till about 87. Yeah. Probably and then definitely year. 88, but mm-hmm. like 81 through 86 Don Russ, I don't recall them at stores. Yeah. Really. No. I mean, 86 was probably the first year I started buying cards on my own, you know? Um, like, I mean, I have tops cards prior to 86, but you just kind of came across them, you know, hand-me-downs or trades or something like that. Um, so, yeah. So, gosh, yeah, you're probably right. Like, 87 might've been the first year I noticed them as well. I, I, I do like those 87. I, I, I like the black border actually. Um, so do I. Yeah. Yeah. I and well I, the, the little baseballs kind of on the, I don't know. It's like, there's a stripe in the middle that the picture interrupts. Yeah. And yeah. There's yeah. these little baseballs on them. So I, I like it. That's probably, probably one of my favorite years of Don rest. If I had to, had to rate them. Well, yeah. What I think helps with the design of that is the rounded corners. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That is nice. the, the photo itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they, yeah. They yeah. Maybe could have rounded the corners just a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you guys' thoughts? Have you ever noticed how a set will alternate between um, uh, spelling out the team name, uh, you know, on, on the card and then just showing the logo or just the putting the logo? Yeah. yeah. Do you have a yeah. preference? Hmm, good question. Because Don Russ would go back and forth on it. Um, and even like on some of the cards, you really have to look if if the if it's not obvious with his jersey, you know, you know, it's just like a tiny that, uh-huh. point font. That's a, is, that, is that like a subset? Yeah, because it's blue. Um yeah. yeah, maybe. No, I think it was. I forget what they called that. So it's 90 Don Russ. Um but um yeah i don't know it's, because the regular series is all red from that year yeah, yeah, yeah. and on the back it's it, got this orange thing yeah Weird. um this is the 90 bonds and at that time they were spelling out the team name still mm-hmm. yeah. and then yeah. yeah the next year here's the 91 bonds they went to team logos yeah and 89 is the logo as well yeah so um, it's kind of interesting that they decide to bounce back and forth well, I'll, yes, for the prefer my preference gets. Um, I'll say spelling out the team name because I think the logos can take up too much space on the card. Yeah, yeah, and you don't get as much uniformity in the design as a result. Well, and, yeah, you know, right. Yeah. Team logos change too. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas here's the '88 bonds. I don't know if you can see. Oh, them. they got the, you got the, the pirate. Yeah, right? it's yeah. like 1960s yeah. looking here, pirates yeah. logo. Yeah. 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 Which is yeah. weird because, like, I don't think the pirates. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe they were using the logo still at that time. Um, you right. would think they would just go with like the yellow P. The P, you know? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Um, I mean, they like maybe it was just I don't know spring training logo or something. I I don't know. Um, but yeah, they even have. I've got a, which I'll talk about here in a little bit. I've got a triple play Don Russ card right here. Nice. You guys remember triple plays? Yeah. yeah and they, they, they have the, um, there's the Pirates logo on this one. Yeah. So this is Bonds as well. I got a shitload of Bonds cards. Triple I don't know about play you guys. was. Uh, yeah. I totally forgot about triple play. Man. Triple yeah. play was established when the market kind of broke into two sections. 
Yep. Uh, up until that era, baseball cards had been on sub card stock quality wise. Um, most of the time, not glossy photos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 89 upper deck came and changed the game. And so then the big guys like Thompson, Donruss and Fleer and score felt the need to create a premium line. Yeah. And, they had so to catch then, up. and then mo- most of those, the, the, I guess the, the, the flagship, if you will, each year's normal set kind of became more of the premium product. Right. And then they started to release lesser, cheaper products to tr- for more geared towards kids instead of right. higher end collectors. And that's what triple yeah. play were. Yeah. Triple plays. Yeah. Like we've said, they're, they're aimed towards a younger audience and um, the back of them, at least this year for 92, um, just it, it's, it's got like one sentence about bonds um he was mvp in 1990 um and then it's got like just basically the most recent line of stats essentially yeah. on the back yeah. so not the yeah. not the whole career like tops would try to shove all those onto uh sure. onto the back yeah. of a card um like i remember remember the backs of the cards too like like i think like don russ would have would don russ have their whole career on most of the backs I don't know if it would. Tops did, you know, no matter how much yeah, they had to right. shrink the font, they right. would. You know, you look at, yeah. you know, I, I remember like getting Carlton Fisk cards in the early 90s and like, you know, there's like, <laughs> there's like 20 seasons, yeah. 23 seasons of, right. you know, stats on the back. Um, and then in with, with, with Upper Deck, like they would just show like as much as they could fit. You know, like, I mean, within the, the, the parameters of the design, you know, because they yeah. still want that big photo on the back of the upper. I may, I may have cracked the code on, like, that Conseco card you showed earlier, Gets that was, like, alternate colored. Yeah, the blue. Yeah. I have, um, these are both 88 Donruss, and they're both outlier rookie cards. One is the standard 88 rated rookie. Oh, yeah, the, the and orange. Then this up, yeah. So this uh, orange yeah. one. I got a couple of those. It was, they were called Donruss's Baseball Best. And it was okay. It was like an alternate release to go yeah. along with normal Donruss of those years. And it was a separate pack, or were they in separate inserts? separate packs? Okay. Did they produce and, the whole series? I mean, like every player. Uh, I don't think so. No. Okay. I, I, it, as far as I know, it's called Baseball's Best. So I think it was like they kind of pick and choose who they right. thought. And yeah. of note is it's hard to see, but. This card is on glossy cardstock. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. A la yeah. Tops Tiffany. I don't know if you guys yeah. remember yeah. those. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think that's the deal with those uh, different. Well, they look just basically like the other cards, but they're different colors. And that lighter happens to be glossy. I just came across that as I was flipping through. Interesting. Yeah, Gabe. So that, and speaking of that, Conseco card did have. Um, even his his minor league stats. Meanwhile, the 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 this the base ninety Don Russ um, just has his major league stats. Okay, oh, um, yeah. yeah, so a little bit different I, there. I, I'd have to look at a Don Russ card for like a veteran player. I mean, Canseco had been in the league what about five or six years at that. Yeah, point. Yeah, um, yeah, and so um, yeah, yeah. To know, begin, to I mean, even the, so, this Yastrzemski from eighty one. Um, it only has his 61 through 71 stats on it. Uh, <laughs> they've just they've yeah. scrubbed the last 10 I, years. I, I need to look career. at like a 1990 Nolan Ryan card or something right, like yeah. that to see if uh, if the yeah. stats are, if the whole career is uh, is on the back of the card. Um, you know, coincidentally I, enough, I, I, I do have a um, this 82 Brewers team sets autographed. Um, nice. so that was the year that they went to the world series. Yeah. You got Raleigh fingers on there. Yeah. yeah Raleigh fingers and, uh, Gorman Thomas, Ben Ogilvy Molitor um, on that team. He yeah. was Molitor uh, yeah. and Yount. Yeah. Uh, Molitor and Yount. Although uh, seriously, those, those cards are missing. Um, uh, so my, my brother <laughs> may have, uh, sold them. Something. I don't know what <laughs> or traded them. The <laughs> best players on the team. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. yeah just, I, I don't have a ton of later era Donruss, obviously, because we all kind of got out of collecting around yeah. the same time. I do have um, the 94 Pudge Rodriguez, and it's a good-looking card. Um, here's the standard issue. 
it's kind of that's got a good little, shot. That's yeah, good. this shot. is yeah. when so Don Russ had kind of gone into higher quality photos, glossy, finally flooded the card with the photo, thicker stock, yeah. um, yeah. gold foil for the name and onto the Don Russ, uh, and then that was the year they also started doing things like this because tops. Tops had started doing around what ninety one the tops gold right right yeah, they had yeah, stadium yeah. stadium clubs too right, right. yeah right. yeah but With like in, the, in, in yeah. the standard issue tops, oh in the standard, every once yeah, in a while yeah. you would get one of those top it would be their normal card but it would be like their name was in gold yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, and yeah, so Donruss did that with these and these are like hologrammy looking uh, it's the, okay. it's the yeah. same pudge card but they call them Donruss special editions okay. Okay. In the early 90s, baseball cards went all in on the hologram. Um, in, in the <laughs> mid-90s. <laughs> yeah. And it was yeah. because of Upper Deck, right? Like, they were the first ones to yeah. put, like, the little tiny hologram sticker on the back of the card, right? Yeah. Um, I'd imagine. Yeah, I'd imagine yeah. it started there. Well, yeah, and, yeah. and that was to be as a sign of authenticity. Right, right. Yeah, so they like, weren't. Yeah, no one's counterfeiting these. Because I get, yeah. you know, that was 89. At that point, people were. They were trying to copyright or counterfeit, like, Ripken rookies and even Conseco. Oh, really? Yeah. And other, oh, yeah. The, there was a huge counterfeit market by by eighty nine, ninety, ninety one. It got it got out of hand for sure. Yeah. Wow, what a waste well, of time in hindsight. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it, it made the money back then. Yeah, I, I guess it made you, it made you money in the moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's let's transition for a second, guys. Um, to you know, Levi mentioned rookies, and I think the um, the adjective and noun synonymous with, uh, or at least one of two adjective noun combos synonymous with um, with uh, with Donruss would be rated rookies. Um, Jonathan even purchased me a rated rookie T-shirt uh, um, quite a few years back, so. Um, but these cards were, you know, obviously I was, I was always excited when I got one in a pack. Um, you know, they were, they were Donruss's equivalent of the tops all-star rookie, if you will, that had the, you know, little golden cup on the side. I don't remember, did, did Fleer have like a, a way to, like a notation for rookies on their cards? I can't You'll remember. have to tune into our Fleer episode to find out. I guess I will. <laughs> yeah, I don't right, believe right. so, or at least, <laughs> Cause, I mean, cause I, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't believe so that I can find. I mean, I have I have Ripken Fleer rookies and I have Sandberg Fleer rookies, and yeah, it's just standard issue. So right. I, I, I think as a result, you could say Don Russ won that race of of rating the rookies, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> like they were, they were, they were always, that. Yeah, they were always top prop. They were they, like tops. The All Star rookies were like the, the you know the cream of the crop. Like they were the the organization's best rookies and yeah. rated rookies, if I'm not mistaken, were like that as well. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they weren't going to give, um, you know, some, some scrub, uh, you know, a, a rated rookie, some guy that, you know, was just called up to, to be a, you know, a fill in while somebody was injured. Um, they, they weren't going to give that person a rated rookie card. Um, so I, I, I like all of them. Um, and, you know, it would be fun to look back and see which of the rated rookies and tops all-stars like panned out all-star. Oh rookies, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. 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 Who did better? You mean? Yeah. Like, right. It, right. It, yeah. It, yeah. Well, yeah, wise, or, yeah. Who, who, panned Don Russ, out, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. obviously you've got somebody like, um, you know, Mark McGuire getting a rated rookie and I'm sure there's, there's, there's someone who, who, who didn't become a star who, who was one as well. I did see one reference on the Don Russ wiki peak page that said, um, for at least one year, it was just, it was a sports writer out of New York who, who nominated each team's rated uh, rookie. It wasn't clear if he did it every year. Yeah. Um, so I'd be curious as to how they determined that year. For and me. what, yeah. What were his metrics, you know? Right. Yeah. It, yeah. It may have just been like, Oh, I heard this guy's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it's just probably the people high on the prospect list. I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, baseball, just lean on the baseball America. Right. Right. Edition. Um, and they were always like, I've got a rated rookie here of, uh, and this is, this is an interesting, there's a story behind this card. You guys remember the uh, um, Juan Gonzalez and the, the reverse angle 
photography. Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah, yeah unfortunately, yeah. this is the one not worth a bunch of money, right? Well, I, honestly, um, sorry, I, I'm, I'm I doing a bad job of holding it up. The here. arrow um, card is only worth like two or three dollars now. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, there's not many of the ninety Donruss arrow cards that are worth what they. Oh, okay, bummer. Worth. All right. Well, I think anyway, it was worth five dollars anyway. back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it was. Um, it was. But just yeah, a, I remember hunting for that. Yeah, because there's a few cards like you know throughout our time collecting that were like that. Like remember there was the Dale Murphy upper deck that was like a reverse thing, right? There was a Frank um, Thomas '90s tops rookie with no name that was worth right, right. So these kind of I don't know card errors, if you will, were uh, were always fascinating. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, this is Juan Gonzalez and. You know, I guess he still classif- he still qualifies as a rookie. I mean, this in 1989 he made his debut with the Rangers and he played in only 24 games. Um, so, um, and 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 it looks like the reason that he became a rated rookie was because you know he was he was a highly touted prospect and his minor league numbers were awesome. You know, I mean yeah. that's probably yeah. why he's a rated rookie here. Yeah. So at one point Donruss does abandon the rated rookie logo. On the baseball, yeah, it cards. was like after '93, maybe. Is it Something? okay? I think yeah, like '94. And then, like the year before, they they made it like red, white, and blue, like a gradient yeah. red, white, and yeah. blue. Yeah, yeah. And the, but up until then, it just been that blue and white and black. Um, I was going to touch on a couple. Um, Gable dig these. These are both 1992. Here's the '92. Uh, Fisk. Fisk. What's great is. Not all cards of the day had this, but the 90, uh, 92 Donruss it has all the players' middle names. Do you know Carlton Fisk's middle name, Gabe? Jeez. Um, <laughs> it's not, it's not Pudge. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I don't. I could be guessing Ernest. all night. Ernest. Ernest. Okay. He goes to camp. Right. Randall. Yeah. All right. Carlton yeah. Ernest Fisk goes to camp. Um, mm. So another same year. 92 leaf but this is when leaf decided to create their own separate product it was one of the yeah. first years mm-hmm. i think and, i've got um, both of those too yeah, yeah. they uh yeah. i remember 90 leaf as being like the first leaf i i, I bought this is uh 92 leaf and by golly they cram every year back to 69 on the holy list. smokes yeah, and so have room for a decent sized photo too. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like you need a micro or, or a <laughs> a looking glass to. Uh, it's nice. It you know they they fit a photo on the back of the card as well. It's right. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a nice use of space. Yeah, yeah, that looks pretty good actually. Um, yeah. Any 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 other rated rookies stand out uh, for you guys? Like um, to hop back to that for a second. Well, yeah, I mean the. Obviously, I think the greatest probably of all time is the Conseco. Um, is the that's, the defi- that's that's the definitive Donruss card to me, the Conseco one that Levi yeah, just yeah, mentioned. Yeah. No, you know? the, I mean, the Greg it, Maddox, though, that he just held up, that's a classic, too. Man. It is. I, yeah. I, He's I, got a great I didn't pull down. I have a whole separate Cubs binder. I could have pulled it down. And, yeah, that's yeah. no. The, yeah. the, that, that mustache is a rated rookie as well. Exactly. Right. Yeah, that mustache should have his own card. Um, the Mark McGuire 88. Donruss, that's a really good rated rookie. Obviously, I'm biased because I'm a Cubs fan. 87. Uh-huh. It was 87. No, uh, I thought I said Mark Grace. Sorry. Oh, oh, oh okay. Mark Maybe Grace. I did. Yeah. I meant to say Mark Grace. You're right. Yeah, that I, is remember, I, remember, I remember the Mark. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah. the Mark yeah. Grace for the rookie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, other than that. I doubt they gave a rated rookie to every team. Too? Do you guys think they did? I can't remember. Oh, that's a good question. I think maybe I assume that they did, but maybe they didn't. I don't know. You know, I don't remember, like, for, to hop back over to Tops for a second, the Tops, the All-Star rookies. I only remember, and I could be wrong, maybe about, like, maybe a dozen to 15 of those each year. And I, I, I again, this can easily be verified, but um, I, uh, with rated rookies, I don't know. I don't know if, like, like, you know, when the Mariners were really shitty prior to Griffey's arrival. I know like they, they tried. Gave, they gave they, them, you know, a rated rookie. I'm like, pretty sure they know. gave every team a Diamond King, but I'm not sure yeah. about the rated rookies. Yeah. Um, another good one that I, I'm sure Jonathan has this one. It's a good looking card. The Mo- Oh, oh the Mo- on. Yeah, yeah, I got that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's a classic. Yeah, that is. What, what year is that, Levi? Is that is 91? That 91. Okay. Yeah. 
He's got quite the smirk on his face in the photo as well. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, rated rookies, um, one of the the most important, um, if you call them a a series of Donruss, but at least um, one of the most important markers on a Donruss card. Um, The other being, I I think, what – you know, synonymous with, with Don Russ for us is Diamond Kings. Um, I'll kind of transition to Diamond Kings now. Um, and Levi, you're you're um, you're you're an aficionado. Yeah, man. Of Diamond I, Kings, they were obviously always my favorite Diamond King card. Um, so Your favorite Don Russ, you mean? Yeah. Or yeah. sorry, my yeah. favorite Don Russ card. And uh, you know, as a kid. I maybe had all of 88, 89, 90, and maybe 91. But then later, you know, for better or for worse, I, uh, in like the early 2000s, I started going back and trying to acquire all the sets in the infancy of eBay. And so stuff, you know, was a lot cheaper then. Not that any of these are super exorbitant now, um, but you know, you could end up getting a whole set of Diamond Kings for for not that much money. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I I have every year from 82 up through about 94. And then I have a few of the – so through 90 – what, 92 or 3? No, 92, they were a part of the main factory set. After that, they become special insert cards. Uh-huh. So they became tougher to find after that. And so, um, yeah, in 82, it was the first set of them. Who designed was, them, Levi? Uh, they were designed by artist Dick Perez, who actually, he got hooked up with uh, them originally doing kind of like Hall of Fame and Legends postcards. They would do these like little like postcard size art pieces and uh the people uh the people's last name was steel i believe is the ones who got him on that yeah because it then became the perez steel galleries okay Uh what you would uh see when you would see it sometimes trademarked on different donruss products or those items and so yeah i started collecting them uh pretty hot and heavy in the early 2000s trying to collect them all and so yeah. I was able to do that. And so then at a certain point, it got to where, you know, what's next? So then I started trying to find them autographed. So some of them, if I find them autographed, I just stick them behind the non-autograph copy. So these are all autographs of these guys. And so the first couple of years, 82 and 83, the design of the cards are super similar. It's yeah. hard to, right. I mean, th- this is the 83, this is the 82. There's no way really without looking at the back and seeing the year that you just like their base set. It yeah, was very you, similar. Yeah. yeah. You can totally, they look just alike. Mm-hmm. And so then in 80, uh, 84, they have a unique design they came out with that features like a, a patriotic bunting motif. Um, each top and bottom of the card has like a patriotic bunting style motif. Uh-huh. And um, at this point, they uh, started to kind of include little action shots on each card as well. Ah, okay. Yeah. Hmm. And so, um, you know, each team, like I said, they, they gave a Diamond King to each team. I, I, I appreciate how... Dick did incorporate, you know, very current designs, uh, design trends and throughout the years, like he wasn't just like, you know, oh, I, you know, I'm going to do all these Norman Rockwell sort of paintings right. of players and that's it through the years. It's, it's very trendy. And oh, I yeah, admire no, him he that. definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's one of the things that draws me, I think, to them or drew me to them originally was the backgrounds are just as interesting as as the portraits, you know what uh-huh. I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. the backgrounds are just so eighties, most of them in every way. Here's the 85s, which they started to look more. He basically started copying 
more of the design of the actual year's cards. Right. right. So this is when that started. And then the 86s, they're they're exactly like the 86 Conseco. They they look exactly like them as far as having the uh, blue TV lines, as I call yeah. them. Yeah. And so yeah. they uh Willie McGee is a classic one. Yeah. Um DickPerez.com is a pretty good website too. He's got all the Diamond Kings and um, just a bunch of his work, obviously, um, on there. So I recommend that website to anybody. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a great website. You can go on, and at one time you were able to like buy some of his stuff on it. Still, I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, all the Diamond Kings are there, um, and you know you can click on them and enlarge them. Uh, it's really, it's a very simple, straightforward, but well-organized so, yeah, I, website. I bore you with like 87, 88, 89, 90, 91. All the designs are straight off of how the cards themselves look, the main set. I will say in 91 is when he changed into non-portraits. Well, not, I should say non-portraits, I guess, but not just straight on. They became more action shots, as you mm-hmm. can see, which um, some people like diehard Donruss Diamond Kings fans didn't care for as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, nice it, it would have been nice to see Ryan Sandberg's face, but I'll take a, a, <laughs> pic, a picture of him. Batting. Yeah. So what, yeah. Are, what are your favorites, Levi? Um... I am really fond of the 88 Andre Dawson, obviously, because um, I'm a Cubs fan. And, uh, and he is one of the ones I'm lucky enough to have autographs. There you go. Nice. And then, um, you know, 88, if I had to pick one set, 88 might be my favorite set. Interesting, yeah. It's got the Cal Daniels, which it seemed like I got yeah. that in like every pack of 88 Donruss I ever bought. Yep. The the Ivan Calderon, where he's got like he's got like almost like a like an exploding sunburst thing going on behind him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um, McGuire one that year is is pretty good as well. It's got yeah. um uh it's got some some good uh, 80, uh, 80 classic eighties design motif. Um, yeah. And the sites are one from 89. Uh, I do like in terms of uh, also another sunburst. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, thinking back, I, I was thinking about this today, you know, like what, what was the redeeming? Like, why did I keep buying packs of Don Russ? And and it's interesting because if you think back to, you know, your options then, and, and most predominantly in, in, in our town, it was, it was tops and Don Russ and, and, and you would see Fleer, but maybe not quite as much. And well, you look back at the designs, Fleer was probably more well done through the, through the years, like more consistently well executed. Right. Um, Don, they didn't have Dick Perez. They didn't have Diamond Kings. They didn't have that card that would give you the reason to buy the pack. Other than, I, I shouldn't say like, other than like whoever the hot rookie was, you know, if it was a Will Clark right. or something, right? Yeah. But like the idea of the Diamond King was Don Russ. If they didn't right. have Diamond Kings, Don Russ would be lowered it, several yeah. notches. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you <laughs> yeah. can totally consider it almost the first insert, even sure. though it yeah. was yeah. part of the factory set. Yeah. It, it, was, it was the first alternate card that you were looking for. It just yeah. wasn't the same standard factory set type of a card. Yeah, they're and, just um, not the same card and same company right? without them. I'll finish this up real fast. Um, 92 is when they changed to being more limited. So 92, uh-huh. they are no longer part of the factory set. They incorporate gold foil, which everybody was starting to do then. And um, these don't these look more like i don't know how to explain it they start to look more like oil and pastel paintings whereas mm-hmm. the others kind of have a drawing and watercolor feel to them yep mm-hmm. yep um yeah they're just they're not as appealing for some reason i i, I, yeah. I don't it's hard to pinpoint but yeah 93 they look almost exactly the same 
If you see yeah. the design, there. Do you like the gold foil on the '93s? Admittedly, even though it's very trendy, oh, I yeah, do like. Yeah. I the, do like that. The '92 that felt real premium. Yeah, they both had that. Um, another beautiful Ryan Sandberg Diamond King there. Yeah, he uh, yeah. he was one of the few that had had multiple. I think he has three of them. There's an '85, the '91, and then that one. So I've got oh. this 2002. Um, Diamond Kings of Donruss, Bo Jackson. And I bought this at a, at a card show. Hmm. Um, okay. And it, 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 it's, it's got, it's got like, um, I don't know if you can see, it's got dimension to it. Like this, the, the painting yeah, itself it, is inset and then the border sticks out above. So that was when they later started doing a, a whole set of Diamond Kings that would be like three or 400 cards. Yeah. This is number 149. Yeah. Yeah, and this and, is and Mark so, Turns. The yeah, old, they uh, they artist. They kind of brought them back in hopes that people who were into the old Diamond Kings would be into these because it's a whole set of painted cards. Mm-hmm. Which now Tops does. Uh, I think there's a Tops Turkey Red that Dick Perez I think painted some of those cards as well. Hmm. Um, my last full set is '94, and so by '94. They get they get freaky deaky, <laughs> for lack of a better term. The they're straight on paintings, mm. and each one is just they're very unique. Each painting, yeah, it's there's kind of Van Gogh like. Yeah, yeah, and like there's Van very Gogh. uh, there's holographic red foil. Mm-hmm. It's hard to show this on the camera. In a, in a completely new font too in lettering. Yeah, you yeah, know? Like three, yeah. Three dimensional. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're super unique looking. And yeah. um I I earlier I misspoke. I do have a Dick Perez. In 94, he did his own. Rightfully so. What a good looking guy. The, the 94 <laughs> Dick Perez got a hell of a mane. That guy yeah. should be in the yeah. hair hall of fame. Right oh, there. yeah. Diamond Kings. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's in the hair of Diamond Kings. Looks like Alan Parsons. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, I love it. You know, well, one last thing about the Diamond Kings, guys. Um, I, w- I would always be, I w- I'm interested to know how they selected the player for that year. Um, because it's not consistent, you know, there's, uh, meaning that whatever the criteria was, it shifted. Um, sometimes it was the best player on the team, right? Yeah. Other times it wasn't like, I, I look at some of the ones from the eighties and I, a few of the players I don't know, or I don't recall at least, um, other times, maybe it was like a veteran player they wanted to honor. Mm-hmm. Um, like for instance, I was looking just you guys are talking about I was flipping through Dick Perez's website and I came across 1984 um, Diamond Kings, um, the kind of red, white, and blue with the, yeah, the bunty. Yeah. Which I, I like those. Um, and uh, I noticed that like for the Reds that year was Dave Concepcion. Right. And like, I mean, 1984, Dave Concepcion is like way past his prime, you know? I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's like 36 and, you know, obviously you associate that guy with the big red machine. Um, I can read so, you the back of his card if you'd like to. Yeah, so, it so might give so, you an idea why. Maybe, maybe it does. Yeah, because there's, there's. Yeah. A, we're not telling the audience this, and if they're unfamiliar with Diamond Kings, there is a there's a narrative component on on, on the back. So there's and, uh, usually and, yeah. a paragraph about the pair the player. On the of back. note, these do say Perez Steel Galleries on the back. So okay. it was when they were still affiliated. Yeah. Um, Dave Concepcion has been the premier shortstop in the National League for over the last decade. He was the MVP of the 1982 All-Star Game, his ninth All-Star selection overall. Concepcion Mm -hmm. has been the heart of the Cincinnati team during its greatest period and anchored the team during their pennant-winning years of 70, 72, 75, and 76. He won gold gloves in 74 through 77 and also 79. His lifetime 270 batting average is one of the highest by any shortstop in recent history. Yeah. So yeah, so, kind of, kind of given a his career yeah. his due kind of a lifetime yeah, achievement. I mean, he was he yeah. was all star. Eighty two was his. You know, you mentioned he was the all star MVP in eighty two. Eighty two. I just went to his baseball reference page. It was the last year he made the all star team. Nineteen eighty four, okay. he hit two forty five, right, and you know was winding down his career. So yeah, you're right. You know they they're paying homage to 
a veteran player. Whereas, Mm -hmm. you know, others, it's going to be somebody who might be a rookie or close to a rookie. Like, you know, I've all up one of my favorite um, cards I own. I've got the 87 Canseco uh, Diamond King here, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's only been in the league a, a year, right? I mean, because he was he was rookie of the year in 86, I think. Yeah. Um, so it's like Jose Canseco more than lived up to his press clippings as a long ball hitter. This 22-year-old strongman became the Don Russ AL Rookie of the Year. I guess they sponsored it. Oh. As he blasted 33 home runs and had 117 RBIs and cracked 29 doubles. When Jose connects, he punishes the ball, and we can expect him to lead the A's to a recapture of their prowess of the early 70s. Well, that was, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that for the most part happened. Um, so, yeah, so it varies. You know, sometimes it's a rookie. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a um, maybe just like a, a unique contributor to the team, somebody who, I don't know, maybe, 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 they, maybe they threw a no-hitter that year. Maybe they, maybe they were a clutch player. I, I don't know. I think early on there was a goal to not repeat players yeah, on a yep, team correct. from year to year. It did eventually happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where a player got more than one Diamond King. Yeah. Um right. I'm still on 84 here. Here's a good one. Ray Knight. Do you guys you remember from Ray the Mets? No, he's on the Astros then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ray Knight. Ray Knight has had two excellent years since coming to the Astros. In 1982, he hit 294 with 36 doubles and 70 RBIs. In 83, he was fifth in the National League batting average. In 1983, it was his best year since his 79 season with the Reds when he hit 318 with 37 doubles and 79 RBIs. He's married to pro golfer Nancy Lopez. I did not know that. <laughs> wow. I, uh, I remember Ray Knight more as a broadcaster. Than a player, right. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I remember, I remember having a few of his cards yeah. Yeah. Um, when he was on the Mets, but um, I, I more associated him with being a broadcaster. Um, interesting. Yeah. So um, that, that, that yellow Astros helmet really pops on that, that uh, diamond King there too, Levi. Um, Here's yeah, one so, I, do you guys remember Frank Tanana? Yeah, Frank sure. Tanana. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't recall this guy. Yeah. Uh, not really. No, leading leading candidate for American League Comeback Player of the Year honors. Okay, so there you go. You know, there's another kind of, you know, a, a, another, um, you know, kind of qualifier to get a diamond game. Yeah, you know, maybe somebody had a comeback. You know, so. Uh. It, it's a it's good story. He, yeah, a good Dick's story. looking yeah. for a good story. <laughs> right, right, right. Dick's looking for somebody easy to paint, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's be honest. Right. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, just really the, probably the, the crowning achievement of Dodrus, right? I mean, the Diamond King. I think I think um, it's one of the crowning achievements in all of baseball card history. Baseball honestly. cards, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, it kind of goes. I mean, we, we can we can share a few of our cards. I've kind of I've kind of already gone through mine, guys. So yeah, um, we've been going through. I, I, I have basically one my my piece de la resistance. Yeah, the card that is probably my most valuable Donruss card, and I have it in a frame right now. But it's the '82 Cal Ripken rookie. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 That's that was probably the big my one most expensive Donruss card. Yeah, it's got him at third base too, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. Did you know that uh, Cal um, says he would have been a pitcher if any other team drafted him than the Royals or the Orioles? I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah. That's hmm. interesting. No, I didn't yeah. know that. Hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't have been the Iron Man. No. No. One of my favorites is is this uh, Dwight Goodwin, which I showed earlier. Oh, nice. um, yeah. It's a great yeah. shot because he's he, it's a, a really shot. creative shot. He's up in the stands, upper deck, leaning up yeah. against the rail and tossing a ball up in the air. He's on, on the third baseline. And uh, you can see, even see the whole field and the outfield. Mm-hmm. Um, just a really creative shot. You know, he's looking at the ball off camera. And, and I always like the um, 85 logo in the corner, too. Uh, oh, oh, the Don Russ on, on the front, yeah, the little yeah. D. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. that is a good that is a good looking logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dwight's middle name is Eugene. There you go. <laughs> yeah, nice. Well, well, you know, 
Yeah, so good stuff. I already kind of shared mine here. Um, the the triple play and the the Juan Gonzalez and the. Why do you remind me of the, the triple Canseco. play? I forgot that was yeah. Don Russ. Yeah, you know, I I, I I probably hadn't thought of them since 1993. Yeah, or I have a few in my uh, binder, and I found them yeah. in my, my binder. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was the economy series, if you will. Right, right, right. Um, and they're not they're not really that great. The triple plays, no, you know. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, but. Well, I wanted to ask you guys kind of on this, this, this closing note here, um, you know, <laughs> Diamond Kings, I, ju- I just mentioned the, um, you know, the, it was never quite clear what the criteria was for a Diamond King, other than as Jonathan mentioned, you know, a player with kind of a unique story or some type of unique contribution to his team or, or to the game. Um, if you could scour kind of, our other interests of pop culture and I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll keep it limited to um, actors, actresses and musicians, right? Um, who would be like a diamond? Your, if like you got your own diamond King series for those worlds of movies and music, who would, who would you pick um, for, for the series? So is this, this is, might be a little bit different than a Mount Rushmore. We're looking for something not necessarily yeah, quite yeah, on the nose. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't have yeah. to be, you know, the, uh, the icons of their industry by any means. Just someone who's, who, who's, who's unique. They, they either have some unique history or they make a band better. Or maybe they're kind of an unsung hero. Maybe they're a character actor or I, actress. I, yeah. Before he was, he got really popular over the last 10 years, but Steve Buscemi, I, I would make a wonderful Diamond King. There you go. There you go. Yeah. You know, he's, he's got the mug for a Diamond King. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I like it. I like it. Maybe in the music world, I might go with like John Prine. Ooh. Okay. Kind of, Ooh. I think that yeah. would be a pretty, pretty, if you're going with, if you're going with a, yeah, if you're going with a veteran one. Yeah. De- definitely. Definitely. Um, gosh, for, I, 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 you know, I had one for music, but I don't know if it was like too, I mean, I, I, the music, I'd, I'd paint one of Eddie Arsh first, you know, I mean, that would, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, somebody who, um, I don't think your casual fan on the street probably, you know, knows who he is, but, um, anybody who's, uh, you know, a longtime fan of the band and, and recognizes his contributions, knows how vital he is to the sound of the band or was to the sound of the band uh, and how dearly he's missed. Um, so, yeah, I would go with that one. And then, um, you know, for, for if I if I have to go to um, the uh, the I don't know, like, you know, for actresses, I'll go with like somebody like um like they're still around, I think, but like doesn't really do as much anymore. Like maybe like a Bernadette Peters or something like, you know, for my, uh, yeah, for my, yeah, like right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like obviously, um, I, I, I think Bernadette Peters is still alive, right? Yeah, she is. Yeah. She is. Yeah. Um, she's 74. Um, you know, so I'd maybe go with her like a veteran actress um, or, or maybe somebody like that, you know, they're, they're known for like um, one role but like their career is they, they should be more recognized than that. You know, I'll go mm-hmm. with like a Peter Weller, you know, obviously yeah. everybody thinks of him as RoboCop, but like yeah. look throughout his career. And I, I think he's a really good actor. Um, you know, I, I've always liked his delivery and um, I watched a movie. Um, or I've been, I've been thinking about it recently. I've watched some clips of it. I haven't sat down and watched the whole thing of a movie. I, I watched when I was growing up a movie called Firstborn with him and Terry Gar in it. And there's like a, a teenage actor who's um, who's the protagonist in it, like the main, who's the main character. Um, it, it's one of my favorite, like kind of, um, like creepy new boyfriend stepdad roles um, in uh, in Firstborn. So yeah, Bernadette Peters and Peter Peter Weller um, for uh, for my for my Diamond Kings there. I'm gonna like go. It. I'm gonna go deep mid nineties, and yeah. uh, this pick could be. This pick could kind of qualify in music and movies. Okay. I'm pull a name. I'm going to see if you guys remember. Remember uh, MTV VJ Duff, Karen Duffy? <laughs> I do. I do. She, do what, she dated Dwight Yoakam for a while. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Good Good pick, dude. Good yeah. pick. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Quintessential 90s Diamond King. 
Nice. nice. Very nice. nice. Yeah. She was great, man. I, uh, she's in I'm Dumb and Dumber. She was, she was in Dumb and Dumber and a bunch of like mid nineties had little parts in random mid nineties movies. Yeah. Always had like a, 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 like kind of a fierce haircut ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Too, oh, yeah. I think, yeah. You know? Yeah. Kind of the badass girl type. Yeah. Of yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. She was, she was cool, man. I'd like to see what Karen she's up Duffy. to. There you go. Karen Duffy. Blast okay. from the past. Nice, nice. If you're if you're listening, John Norris will give you one next year. All right. Um, so, but um, anyway, yeah. Um, uh, lastly, I, I would yeah. I would like to nominate um, Iron Maiden's uh, Eddie mascot to be a, a Diamond King. <laughs> I want to see him fan mascots give yeah. the yeah. Dick Perez treatment. Yeah, I was going to say we need to we need to see if we can pay Dick to get get the Eddie. There's a lot yeah. of choices there. I mean, they've they've they put Eddie in about every every. Uh, scenery backdrop <laughs> right um, yeah. you know there's yeah there's there's like the the Egyptian. revolutionary war yeah. eddie the sci-fi eddie like on um you know the um somewhere in time album yeah, he, he can have his own movie. set of dk's the pharaoh yeah. eddie yeah, yeah there's pharaoh, so many yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> i think we're onto something here yeah yeah <laughs> well maybe we could have a, a dual card where it's eddie harsh and eddie from <laughs> nice <laughs> on the there we go card. there we go yeah, nice. there we go yeah. Yeah. eddie's Nice. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Wow, good stuff. Yeah. A lot of fun wrapping with you guys again tonight. Good to be back. Um, like to remind everybody, you can um, get all of our, our archived episodes at rockchew.com. Uh, you can get it in your favorite podcast app as well. You can um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram um, at rock in chew. Uh, we're there for those. And um that's in as in um, uh, nobody does Diamond Kings like Dick Perez. I, I, I didn't uh, didn't have <laughs> a, uh, a good one Correct. there, but yeah. yeah. Um, so thanks for listening. And um, until next time, uh, look forward to baseball starting. Take care, everybody. Have a good night. Peace. Good night.